the complicated entry process of Thailand, saving the cats, and some tourism fun facts coming up on today's Good Morning Thailand with Tim and Jay. Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand, brought to you by Coffee Culture and My Beach Hotel, presented My by Tim and Jay. My Beach Hotel. That's right, we've got a new sponsor. Wow, I'm away for a couple of days and things change. Yes. Where, where's My Beach Hotel? Well, it is a five-star hotel in Panwa in Phuket. Uh, okay. We've moved up. We've Panwa, moved up now. yes. Fancy place. I look forward to uh, hearing more about that. You're probably asking, I hope you're asking why I'm wearing this. I'm about to do a big reveal. Big reveal. But before we do the reveal, uh, yes. ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can skip to the part where we talk about news after the live show. We'll have timestamps. So please... To avoid the, yes. the frippery that's about to but, but uh, if unfold. You, but if you enjoy our company, ladies and gentlemen, we have a big reveal. Tim, why are you wearing a jacket? Well, I saw a shirt yes. uh, at a BTS station uh, on Saturday. Okay. And I thought... I need that. Are you okay. ready? Yes, I'm ready. You got the camera? Yeah. Mic aside. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim we Newton music stripping with... alive <laughs> on camera. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, Here we go. Oh, no. Whoa. Here we go. There you go. The full uh, tiger. So you've got our painting basically <laughs> on a shirt. Well, it's, it, it, it's offset, which is sort of funny. Well, maybe my body's offset. I'm not sure. Anyway, there you go. Do they nice have copyrights of using our tiger? Because it, or it's not the what, same. It's, it's pretty much the same. But yes, uh, you saw a T-shirt with a tiger, and you were like, "That's that's what I need." Color TV. All right. Plenty to talk about, by the way. But I just thought I'd just do a bit of a reveal. Do you like it? No. Okay. Good. Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our first topic today is regarding the complicated entry process right. into Thailand. As you can tell by our thumbnail today, traveling to Thailand, dot, 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 it's complicated. Yeah, and I'm starting to sort of get a little bit sick of this. I, I think I wrote the other day that it's taking longer than Cher's re retirement concerts. Yeah. It's just dragging on, and we've still got until, what, July the 1st until things are apparently going to be open, and even that's not guaranteed. Mm. That's the proposal. But meantime, you've got Cambodia, and you've got uh, even Myanmar, for heaven's sake, are reopening for tourists. Mm. Uh, you've got uh, Malaysia, the Philippines, there, or Vietnam. They're all basically opening up fairly quickly with a lot fewer problems. And the biggest problem by far judged from your comments and from all the feedback we get here at the Tiger, is this damn Thailand pass. Mm. It just seems to be such an impediment. Now, there are some people who say, I had no problem to upload stuff and I got a QR code, I got approval immediately. But a lot of people are having a lot of problems with it. And we, we don't tend to hear about those ones because yeah. they never even get to Thailand to go through the possible risk of being stuck in a quarantine hotel if you test positive on arrival. And even with this lifting of the, uh, the pre-travel PCR test, uh, th there's no guarantee that you're not going to test positive when you get here in Thailand. I mean, it seems, the whole thing seems so arse about. Yeah, they did slightly try to amend the Thailand Pass, Thailand pass and the entry requirements. The pre-arrival PCR test was 
was planning to be scrapped. That's from April the first. Yeah. Well, whereas the post uh, the post arrival test should have been scrapped. That's rather the than one the pre. that really seems to piss people off. Yeah. The the, the prepaid quarantine, the prepaid PCR test. Uh, you've now got the fifth day ATK test. But even so, people are just going, why is Thailand making it so complicated? Yeah. Which leads us to this article we found. That's right, from Canberra Times. Uh, we do have a link in the description if after you want to read the full article. But So what, what was this article all about? It was basically talking about the complicated process and how Thailand is complicated currently. What I found interesting, Jay, was that uh, th this was written from somebody outside Thailand. It's yes. somebody who's uh, obviously come to Thailand and they describe the process. And uh, the, the article is from Michael Turtle at the Canberra Times. Okay. Now, I'll just read uh, some of the paragraphs, which I think is an interesting perspective from somebody outside the country. And that's what uh, sort of grabbed my eye. By the way, somebody sent this to me, this article, and I, I, I've forgotten your name. So whoever you are, thank you very much. Any overseas travel these days requires more preparation than previously, but Thailand, where I'm heading, says Michael Turtle, the writer, yep. is still one of the most complicated of the open countries. Even as a seasoned traveller, the whole process takes me days of work, and there are times when I consider just giving up and finding an easier destination. Multiply this by tens of thousands of prospective travellers, and you've got a problem if this is people's understanding of what it is to get into Thailand. For most people, the easiest way to find a hotel is like a site like Expedia or Booking.com because most of these authorised hotels uh, have included the phrase SHA Extra Plus. So if you want to come to Thailand, you can yeah. go to the government site, the TAT site, but they're only sort of listing a certain number of hotels. But you can book a hotel through Expedia or Booking.com. But uh, it, the, the, the complicated thing is if you book the hotel through one of these third-party websites, uh, what are they, um, online to OTAs, online travel agents, you then need to contact the accommodation directly to arrange and pay for the arrival test. That's slightly annoying. It's, of course it's slightly annoying. And in some cases, uh, the hotels then sort of say, oh, well, you've got to pay to be picked up at the airport. Oh, you've got to pay for this or you've got to pay for that. And he says the Thailand pass is required for entry to the country and creates another layer of bureaucracy you need to muddle your way through, as well as uploading proof of payment for your first night's accommodation and PCR test as a JPEG. PDFs are not accepted, he notes. You also need to upload proof of travel insurance that covers at least 20,000 US dollars of medical coverage for COVID-19. So this is an overseas write-up, Michael Turtle, and he's had a lot of problems getting his Thailand pass. A lot of people have had a lot of problems getting their Thailand pass. How, what is the percentage of people coming to Thailand at the moment compared to 2019? Do you know? Ooh. The percentage? Less, five? About three. Oh, okay. 3%. So if Thailand, the TAT, anybody in the tourism industry think things are anywhere near what they used to be in 2019, you're kidding yourself. I don't think anyone thinks it's I'm close to 2019. The problem is when they attempt to come up with random statistics and say that, oh, we're targeting 800,000 people from this specific area for this reason, and then you, you wait a couple of months and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, you haven't even hit 
50% of your target. And you've got a lot of people who are enabling the TAT, and there's sort of, they, these are sometimes foreign companies who have got their own barrows to push, and they're repeating these numbers, and it just makes them look utterly foolish. Now, for the people that say, and we hear this from time to time, the Thailand Pass is a scam. Well, it's not a scam. It's a process. It's bureaucracy. It's paperwork. It's red tape. I would say, more than anything else, it's a lost opportunity because they've made it now and they've dug the hole so deep that to unwind themselves, there's a loss of face and there's all the bureaucracy to undo all this red tape they've added. I think it's a very difficult time, but... It was just interesting reading an article from a, a foreign journalist about the problems they had trying to get into Thailand. And it is, it's complicated compared yeah. to just about anywhere in the world, let alone Southeast Asia. It's complicated and it's overly complicated. Right, the person who sent us that article uh, was John. So thank you, John. Thanks, for John. That email. Thank you very much. Now, talking about tourists, uh, one Natty Warisa went on a stroll yesterday and she ended up in Hoa Hin. Now, I understand she took a train down. Yes, she did. So who went? It was uh, Natty and Jason. Ja Trusty cameraman Jason. How many rooms do they book? Two. Oh, I'm just checking. <laughs> right. I, who's paying for the rooms? <laughs> we are. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what she's doing down there. I suppose we'll find out in coming days. Yes. Uh, but, um, yes, that's a secret. That's a video coming out on for Tiger members and the Bounce channel. Um, however, yes, uh, while she was in Hua Hin, she actually uh, gave us a little update. So here's a quick update from Natty regarding tourists in Hua Hin. Hi, Tim and Jay. This is Natty reporting from Hua Hin. As you can see, the nightlife here is bustling and hustling. And there seems to be a lot of local people here at these local nightclubs. There's live music happening at these clubs. And for some odd reason, the vendors seem to be kind of smoking hot as well. I think it's a great marketing ploy that people have definitely picked up here. But yeah, it's uh, as vibrant as usual, I would say, but there are no foreigners. So far, I haven't seen any restaurant that is filled with a lot of foreigners, but this could be just this area. Let me investigate a little bit more. I was told that the whole street here is all nightlife in Hua Hin. So far, the first two ones at the corner seem to be really, really happening. Uh, the later ones are more like restaurants, like proper restaurants, not restaurant cum bars. So there's a lot less people. But also, again, this is Tuesday night, so I wouldn't be expecting too many people out and getting drunk. Now, before I end the segment, I would just like to say that Hua Hin seems to be somewhat normal. Uh, there's just a lot less foreigners, but that's a good sign. We're just waiting for you guys to come back and come and enjoy the Thai scene back here in Hua Hin as well. That's all for me, Natty from the Tiger. Back to you, Jay and Tim. The vendors are smoking hot? That's right, Hua Hin vendors. What, what's the thing about the vendors being smoking hot? Are they sort of starting to dress in alluring attire? A bit just, like my shirt. Just possibly dressed up. Well, you know, oh, I think we hear stories about Isan, Buriram, where the vendors are finding very creative clothes to attract customers. But, you know, Hua Hin, in, in a, especially in, during nighttime in uh, entertainment areas, when you've got it, perhaps you flaunt <laughs> yeah. it? 
And we also noted, uh, she was saying there was pretty much no international tourists down there, yeah. which is sort of becoming an increasing problem around the country. Uh, the, the number of international tourists actually in Thailand at the moment is, is fewer now than it was a month ago. And Hu Hin's very popular amongst uh, locals in Thailand. Like, it's just a quick ride away from Bangkok, so it's I'm, a, I'm not very a, surprised. Bit of a weekender? Yeah. Yeah. A quick weekend down Hoa Hin. It's, it's nice, it's beautiful, got some decent beaches. So, uh, very nice beaches. It, it's sort of though, one beach, like one long beach. Uh, Hoa Hin's quite small. I mean, yes. that's, yeah, 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 it's quite small. Uh, Carmel's got a comment. Yes, this is for the previous topic about Thailand Pass. So, Tech Symbol said that that's, the Thailand Pass is the reason why he had to cancel his trip until November. Yeah. Well, because of the complexity, because he didn't get it approved. Uh, it looks like uh, there is a chunky percentage, I don't have an exact number, of people that don't even get approved for their Thailand pass because something wrong with the paperwork. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we get it. We understand the pain. And for those people that do get through, well, that's fantastic. But uh, just a lot of people aren't. And this is a huge lost opportunity. Yeah. Oh, by, by the way, Carmel's back. Oh, oh yes, I'm where back. Carmel, Carmel was unwell yesterday. What? Yes. Well, she wanted, we had a pedicure or something. She, she went and had a, had a party in Hawaiian with Natty. Yeah. Yes, no, but, and I came she, back yeah. right away. She, yeah, you Sounds came back right. at 4 a.m. this morning. <laughs> mm. um, another comment from K. Hamim. The lifting of the pre-arrival test makes no sense at all. I'd rather test positive and not be allowed to board than go in a 10-day quarantine in a foreign country. Yeah. Well, it's not 10 days anymore, by the way. Uh, I think currently it's seven days, and they're mm -hmm. looking at dropping that again. But look, we get it. There's complications, and that's what drew us to that headline today. It's complicated. Right. It shouldn't be complicated now, but it is. Having said that, we've got a story going up on thetiger.com talking about rising numbers of COVID, not just around Southeast Asia, but around the world, there's another wave on the way. Yep. How that's going to translate into what countries are going to do, probably little in the West, but I've got a funny feeling in Asia there may be a, uh, an adverse reaction to rising cases around the world. We just well, have to see how that pans out. Well, let's quickly uh, talk about the Southeast Asia tourism. Do you have some fun facts? I have some fun facts, Jay, and yes. I, I just thought this was interesting because th this was an article that uh, went through just a number of different random numbers, and people love numbers. So Russian tourists coming to Thailand, go back to September last year, it was 2.8% of the international travellers coming back to Thailand. 2.8% of a fairly small number okay. at the time because we were only running the, you know, the Phuket sandbox at the time. Um, in January this year, it was nearly 18% of all the tourists coming into Thailand mm. were from one country, Russia. And now the number of travellers coming from Russia is precisely zero. Although we acknowledge that there are some Ukrainian and Russian people who have been stuck in Thailand yes. and haven't been able to get back for obvious reasons, uh, some more obvious than others, and uh, they're obviously working with their embassies and friends to, uh, to work things out. We've even offered a, a room in our house to Ukrainians or Russians who are stuck in Phuket at the moment. Uh, no one's taken us up on the offer. They must know about my cooking. So uh, another one, um, pre-pandemic tourism in ASEAN countries. Okay. And here's Jay to tell you the 10 ASEAN countries. Myanmar. Yep. Thailand. Yep. 
Philippines. Yep. Brunei. Yep. Indonesia. Yep. Oof. Laos. I'll give you Thailand. Thailand. Oh yeah, Laos, Thailand, Malaysia, Cambodia. Oh, the last one. I don't know. Um, Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam. So that's the ASEAN countries. Well done. You got Brunei. The Brunei is the one Na- that everybody. Nine out of ten is not bad. Not that bad. Just note, everybody, he forgot Vietnam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but around the, the ASEAN countries, tourism accounts for about 12% of tourism. We know uh, 12% of, uh, of the ASEAN GDP. In Thailand, it's more like 20%. Uh, a fifth of Thailand's workforce was employed in the industry. That's massive, isn't it? Mm. And about 74% of investment projects approved in Cambodia in 2019. In, were for the tourism sector. So massive investment going into tourism into Cambodia. Uh, international visitors of visitor arrivals fell by 82% in ASEAN in 2020 mm. and 98% last year. That's like huge drops and huge amounts of investment and tourism money that uh, just aren't coming anymore. Air Asia. Malaysia has already said it's going to impose a fuel surcharge, a fuel levy, because of the rising fuel costs. And Malaysian airlines say they're going to introduce a fuel levy from March the 23rd. Expect those fuel levies to be added to a lot of airlines in the next couple of months because of the rising oil cost, because of, you know, that war. Yeah. So just a few fun facts there I thought uh, might just give a bit of extra perspective perspective about uh, Southeast Asia. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick break. Once we come back... Do you like back, your shirt? I do like your shirt. Good, just check However, once we come back from the break, we've got stories regarding the new Suncrown rules, uh, which ah, you yes. already know about, but we've got beautiful graphics, uh, <laughs> official graphics. From the Public Relations Department of the Royal Thai Government. That's right, as well as an update on uh, university students who've been charged over uh, a, ch- um, a student who died from uh, excessive hazing and a uh, non-profit watchdog a story about cats yeah it's a nice one yeah well right. it's sort of a nasty story but with a happy ending all right we'll be back right after this Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand. Ladies and gentlemen, our new sponsor, My Beach Hotel. You can key in the code TIGER at checkout for a 10% discount. It's a five-star hotel. My it's a 10% on-top promotion, so they have a promotion already. I don't know at this place. I'm just having a quick look. My Beach Hotel. It's too exclusive. Phuket. Oh, dear. It's yes. nice. It's gorgeous. Ooh. Just check out the website. It's absolutely gorgeous hotel. I'm thinking, Yeah. I think you might be thinking too, mm-hmm. outside broadcast. Yes, my beach hotel. Mm. Definitely. Outside broadcast, outside broadcast, outside broadcast. <laughs> that usually triggers the, uh, the algorithm. All right. So if you're watching from the my beach hotel, my beach hotel Phuket <laughs> in Panwa. Yes. Well, that's a nice area. Yeah. Um, Can I come? Outside broadcast for 
Jay huh? and me, not Carmel. Yeah, Carmel no. says, can I come? Carmel cannot Carmel's come. Carmel's demands can't well, be she, met. They wouldn't let her wheelchair on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Perrier and stuff. It's oh, just the Perrier water yeah. and the room it needs temperature. Needs room temperature. Oh, she's, Who even has room temperature yes. water? She's very difficult. She's got a on-hand temperature monitor with her. My beach hotel in Phuket. You don't want Carmel coming. Don't even think of asking it. Uh, as well as uh, Coffee Culture. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Uh, biggest online store for Tyros Coffee and Coffee Capsules. You know, they have coffee capsules as well. Really? Yeah. When did they introduce those? I think they've always had it. Okay. Because our coffee machine at the Tiger, this yeah. is a really big problem, isn't yeah. working at the moment. Yeah. We've had to use... <laughs> Instant coffee. Yeah. There but were, we could use the capsules. There were a couple of questions from concerned viewers. They were like, the coffee machine's been broken for three weeks. Uh, I think it's actually been two weeks. And someone was like, why don't you just fix the coffee machine? Genius <laughs> idea. Yeah. Thank oh, you for no. that. No, but <laughs> unfortunately, it does take time. You know, we still have, we're in the last year of uh, the warranty running out. It's gone to the... It's gone to the shop for repair, and unfortunately, believe it or not, there are other people with coffee machine problems, and therefore we have to wait in queue. What brand was it? Because it was very good. DeLonghi. DeLonghi, that's right. It's a very good coffee machine. Yeah. There's a free plug for DeLonghi. And there's about, I don't know what, 50 to 100 people who use it on a daily basis? Oh, yeah. It's very popular. I have three coffees myself. You have one. So Yeah, yeah I had to buy one on the way today. I, I was going to take a photo there because they were very nice people. I gave them a thousand baht. They weren't very happy at seven in the morning being given a thousand baht for a sixty baht coffee. Well, Seven Eleven? No, no, no. It didn't go oh, to Seven Eleven. At a coffee shop. At okay. a, one of those coffee kiosks. Oh no. Of which there's hundreds along Asok Road. Seven Eleven's known for exchanging money. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But I thought I'd be difficult but the with poor, a But the poor vendor. coffee shop owners, small ones. Anyways, uh, Terry Johnson and Jamarcus Campbell, thank you for being Tiger members. Thank we you. We appreciate your support. Yes, appreciate your support. By the way. Yes. Do you have your tiger painting? Yeah, you can buy Tim's shirt in a painting. What's well, a bit different? Ours is better. Uh, yeah, these are available. They're, of course, a uh, direct copy of the famous painting that uh, has adorned our walls at the tiger. Sort of our signature painting. Thank you very much. <laughs> Forget her name. All right. She was a BIS. A we student. bought it from a student. We bought it from her. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for two minutes Thailand. Ah. Two minutes Thailand. Two min minutes Thailand. Okay, good. Uh, I'm what's to make it that happen. What's it about today, Jay? It is about a drink that is orange in colour. Fanta? No. Oh. Um, it, it's Thai. Thai iced tea. That's right. Oh, that Thai. Oh, Thai iced tea. It's the best. How do, it's the best. Ladies and gentlemen, two minutes Thailand with Lan, where you get to learn about different aspects of Thailand and uh, the Thai culture. Today, nothing bigger than Thai tea. Today, let me tell you about Thai tea. Have you ever tried Thai tea before? It is quite popular and many people love to drink Thai tea, which we call Chai Yen Sin Thai. The writings about tea appeared in the Lalu Bear's recording. He noticed that Thai people started drinking tea during the reign of King Narai Maharaj, 
which was when Thailand started trading with foreigners. But the way Thai people sweeten their drink was actually quite unique. Instead of mixing sugar in their cups, they would spoon the sugar directly into their mouth and follow that by tea. It was popular only among elites because the villagers prefer to drink rain water more than hot tea due to the hot weather. It is said that Thailand was influenced by drinking tea with milk and sugar from India. When we trade spice with Indian people, in 1893, Nestle launched the first brand of Sweden condensed milk in Thailand called Madam Thun Hua. Since then, drinking tea with milk and sugar is more prevalent in Thailand. Ten years later, Thailand had the first eye factory, and ever since then, coffee shops began sprinkling up in the city. An iced tea or Thai tea became more popular and became a staple item that every restaurant must have. Chatramu was the first band which made Thai tea orange. Chatramu became popular around 1945 and made Thai tea color from dry Assam tea leaves. The tea leaves turn into the soft orange color when mixed with sugar and sweetened contents milk. Some shops might make it orange by using some flower or food coloring to make that similar orange color. Thai tea is also my favorite drink. What's yours? I I can't do charm Thai tea. I can. It's oh, absolutely amazing. Bright orange, and they use that sweetened condensed milk. It's glorious. Oh my god, it is it's so glorious. sweet. You must love it and live it in all its glory. The actual tea they use is pretty much like a. It's very little tea in it. It's like an English breakfast sort of flavor. Yeah. Uh, but boy, that's so sweet, and it's. They use nuclear waste to to infuse into the tea to make it that bright orange colour. Um. It'll light up uh, uh, like a whole neighbourhood. <laughs> it's just yeah. so radioactive. I learned something new. I did not know Chatramu were the first brand to make it orange, so that's how it actually started being orange. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can see that brand all, all across Thailand. I just I didn't know they were the ones. Somebody who mentioned that. Uh, another drink as well. Yeah. What's that drink that they mentioned? Oh, someone's favorite drink is a uh, caramel macchiato. Yeah, ha ha ha. Caramel, <laughs> over to ha. you. Uh, Wayne Hodgins said that Thai tea equals to too sweet. And Shane Stevens said if you have too much Thai tea, that equals to too many tummy aches. True, so possible. That is true, well, I think actually, for some milk. people. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of milk in Thai tea. You can't have more than one. It just becomes too much. Oh, yeah. It's too sweet. Um, I'm a tea lover, obviously. Nothing beats a good masala chai. But I like, But my favourite tea is a, a chai tea. Although a simple English breakfast tea with a drop of milk uh, will do it for me. <laughs> That's the first level. That's the introduction level. Yeah. Actually, no. I, I'm not sure. No? Chai, well, I, I, chai I think tea. our American viewers might disagree. They might have had tea and they probably don't get it. <laughs> That's probably true as well. The, the, living in Australia, we had the infusion of the sort of the, the British, being the British colony we were. Mm. And then, of course, after the Second World War, we had all the Southern European uh, migrants coming over, the uh, the Greeks and the Italians, and they brought all these amazing coffees with them. So we've got both cultures in uh, my homeland some 11 years of ago. New Zealand. It's, <laughs> well, New Zealand, much the same. All right. Uh, let's 
quickly talk a little bit about Songcrown. Now, we've got a graphic for you, Tim. I'm going to open this up. So this is a graphic I found yesterday from the Public Relations Department. Uh, but if you read them out, I think it's complicated. Well, measures, Because that's the theme of our show today. It's complicated. Measures to reduce the risk of COVID-19 infections during the Songkran Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, water splashing and traditional activities such as Rotnam Damhua are allowed to be held in line with the COVID-free setting measures. Okay, so there you go. Now, the, the, the saying in the first sentence that water throwing will be allowed. Well, no, it's not water throwing. Uh, activities such as Rotnam Namho, it's like the more traditional way where the, the, you know, the younger generation... Just read that first okay. paragraph again. Water splashing and traditional activities. Water splashing yes. and traditional activities yes. will be allowed. That's I, what it says. But what they mean by water splashing is not particularly in guns going around shooting people. But don't you think that's a problem? This I is a water splash. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> no, well, water splash is... A giant with tub a of bucket water. of yeah. iced water, then a douse of itchy powder. This, this is what I mean. I think this relates to you more. Foam, foam parties, selling and drinking alcohol in the venue are not allowed. So no more foam parties for you. But what does that first sentence say? Water, water splashing. <laughs> well, that is your interpretation. I think people out there would be going, water splashing is with the pump and buckets oh, yeah, of water. I agree. It's all about the guns and going around water guns. It says water splash. <laughs> water guns. Correction. Yeah, correction, water guns. What did you say? <laughs> I just said, said it's guns. all about the guns going around. Oh, no, no, no. Water guns. No, no. Water, water yes. pistols. Water guns, shooting people with water. Water. Yes. Okay. Then it starts to get a bit more boring. Those who attend Songkran activities in closed spaces must wear masks and maintain physical distancing at all times. Just think about wearing a face mask. Some people find them uncomfortable enough. Imagine one completely moist. Yeah. It's going to like cling to your face. Somebody said the other day it's going to be a bit like waterboarding. And here's it's quite as bad as that bit. And here's another reason why I think water splashing is just a quick little dab of water because water splashing is not allowed in public areas such as roads. Okay, but it still says water splashing in the first sentence is allowed, yeah. but not on public roads. So or, you're not going to be able or to... Or public areas. So no public areas, no roads. It has to be indoors. But then if it's indoors, you have to wear a face mask. And if you're wearing a face mask, how do you water splash someone? So can I give some advice to the Public Relations Department of the Royal Thai Government? Can you get somebody to fact check these things and make sure that there's no conflicting advice? Because there's a lot of contrary advice in that that I think will just confuse people more. As it is of today, I'm not really sure what you can and can't do during Songkran. We've promised all our readers at thetiger.com and our viewers here on YouTube that we will provide information about particular events you can go to and what the guidelines are going to be. But if you have to wear a face mask, combined with water splashing, I'd, that doesn't sound very practical. All right, Carmel. Hans is asking uh, if you both know what will Songkran be like on Bangla Road this year. Oh, I think it'll be, it'll pop off. Well, there's nothing stopping Phuket. Well, that, that, that's a point. I mean, what, what the government wants and what the government gets might be two totally different things. Uh, where, as we can see in Hua Hin, you know, the bar scene is uh, in some areas, uh, it's popping again. What will happen in Pattaya and Bangla Road? I think uh, Bangla Road, I'm expecting loud music and people throwing water at each other. Water splashing. And Chiang Mai, uh, which is also very popular for, for Songkran. Uh, 
So there will be guidelines and how much those guidelines are stuck to because ties they've had one year where Songkran was complete well the Songkran the, the celebrations were completely banned altogether uh -huh. the second year when they were this is last year when they were allowed to go back home but the activities were no guns water splashing no water pistols but this year I think the advice they're giving is very very confusing so we'll just have to wait and see that's my the way I see it it's, just gonna... it's complicated. That's the way I see it. All right. Our next topic is uh, an update regarding uh, a student who died because of uh, ex extreme hazing. Uh, a total of 32 university students in Thailand's Isan region are now facing criminal charges uh, for a brutal initiation where a first-year student died after being beaten. Yeah. So c can we sort of define hazing? These are like the initiation ceremonies at, yes. uh, at tertiary education, mm -hmm. uh, universities, happens a lot in the army, the police force, and th there seems to be a, a litany of, of deaths over 20 years that uh, you know, we get to report here at uh, yeah. the Tiger. Very sad stories, and th this is just so sad. Yes, uh, first-year students at the Rachamangla University of Technology in Isan in Nakhon Rajasima were taken into a rice uh, field paddy, basically, and uh, they were told they were going to play a football uh, game, but they obviously weren't. Uh, the second-year students or the, you know, the elders basically were hazing them, and they they make them take their clothes off. They started punching them and forced basically... Forced them to drink uh, alcohol. Yes, forced them to drink uh, lao hao, which is a type of uh, rice alcohol. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it just got too far. They bullied one uh, student in particular. They punched him too many times. Uh, he was already having, having a lot of alcohol. Um, and, uh, yeah, unfortunately, on the way to the hospital, once he went unconscious and couldn't breathe properly, unfortunately, he died on the way to the hospital. So that is sad enough. And commiserations to the parents and family of that, uh, that poor 19-year-old student. But there's, what, 32 students involved in this? That's right. Who have now been... Uh, charged uh, they're facing charges they're facing they have, charges. yes they haven't uh, completely but so they would be criminal charges yes. now it's not only they're not going to go to prison yeah but the thing is they will carry this around with them for the rest of their life it's not only the the student that died it's these other students the 32 and some of the, this incident will profoundly affect them for the rest of their lives so sad 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 all around i feel very sorry for the family yeah, uh, Carmel's got a comment. Tech symbols asking if they are up for manslaughter or no. Well, this is interesting. I mean, they're probably of an age uh, that they're criminally. They're like 19, 20, 21. Yeah, so, so yeah, they're, they're over adults. 18. Yeah. So, I mean, they could be charged. I mean, the, the, the family could, uh, ha well, in a, in a civil court, have them charged with uh, criminal manslaughter, I would assume. Um, that's probably not going to happen. I'd, I think the university's already noted that they're going to make some reparations to the family. Uh, but the family would be entitled to, to take them. They're of age and they could be um, criminally prosecuted. Probably not the 32, but the, the ringleaders or the ringleader. But uh, we're just uh, speculating that we don't know. But you're right, um, whoever that was. Tex. Tex symbol. A lot of people from Texas on the show. Tom, mm. another comment. Yeah, Tinan is asking, are they going to ban hazings in Thailand? Well, it's, it's sort of banned anyway, but yeah. it still happens. 
uh, because we're, we're talking of assault. Uh, these are direct uh, assault cases. Yeah, but you know, the, these students who are getting physical, that, that has never really been part of well, hazing. But hazing in general, it, it's, it's a tradition or something that needs to be stopped. It's stupid. And, I mean, we note that there was a case two or three years ago where uh, a young army recruit yeah. died during a hazing ceremony. And Prawit Wongsawam, the Deputy Prime Minister of Thailand, he's still a Deputy PM and an advisor to the current government, he said, uh, he's like, he said, oh, look, I went through those ceremonies and I survived, so it's okay. I'm sort of paraphrasing what he obviously said. It was a bit more nuanced than that, but that was the the general tone of what he said and uh, no commiserations from the family at that time. So I think there is a, just a, uh, it, it's all the way through the system and it's something that's going to take generations to get rid of. But there doesn't seem any commitment. I mean, the Prime Minister should come out and, and say something about it. That's what the Prime Minister should do if he's the leader of the country. Mm. Say this is just not tolerable. I know it's a big thing in American universities. These are initiation things. These I, I think Ivy those are, leagues and I think yeah, but I, I don't think it's for everyone. That that's oh, when no. you when you want to join like certain clubs sure. or certain sure yeah. But hazing is a, is a problem in different parts of the world. But here in Thailand, the army and uh, the police force, it is uh, it's part of the the institution. They should ban them. I think they should ban hazing. Yeah, but I sort of think they are. It, there needs to be an initiation process, like, but physical physical harm to someone to prove a point about what seniority, like, let me teach you how difficult life is because it's but, not but, already but that difficult whole enough. Seniority thing is part of Thai culture as well. Yes, uh, you know, you are higher up the system, and there is definitely a pyramid of power in Thailand, and it runs all the way through the the whole system. Oh, thank you very much. It's a uh, bit of a donation there for sound effects from Nisha yeah I think just knocked over a cup of water yeah uh, so very sad all around but but are they going to ban it I mean how do you ban something like that no yeah. physical contact you should, you know. well you're not allowed to assault people anyway yeah but they should make that illegal so but it is illegal to assault somebody already well, then, then they need to regulate that and actually enforce so, it. Yeah, the government needs to come out. The prime minister needs to come out and say these hazing incidents at schools, in the army, in the police force, are not to be tolerated. And uh, parents whose children get involved in these, they should be prosecuted as well. They should just make it very difficult for people. And maybe some of these people need to be criminally prosecuted to make uh, make a, 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 a... I mean, the fact that they haven't been charged with manslaughter at this time shows me that the uh, the system is accepting of, of this type of behavior all right uh, our last topic actually i'm going to skip shall i skip it what is it because we're running a bit late and i'd like to take some of people's oh, questions sure it was regarding uh the cats how oh, we can leave the cats to tomorrow okay we can leave the cats because we'd like to hear your comments and uh in response to them if we've got anything useful to say all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to take a quick break if you do have any questions regarding any of the topics we've spoken about today please leave them in the questions uh section now we'll be back right after this
And welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand. It's now time to answer your questions. Absolutely. Thank you very much to all the people who have logged on and uh, and are watching us live. Yep. Carmel. I have so many questions in the comments. Like, go, would go, you go. Like me to? Okay, so first one is from Tech Symbol. It's regarding your shirt, Tim. At least they will stop as he's going across a pedestrian crossing. It's very colorful. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> if you wear this onto a zebra crossing, uh, the traffic will stop. Mm. There's no doubt about it. Next one is from Lee Shepard. Uh, this is a comment. One must have a test before getting on a plane in your home country. So Thailand um, taking away the pre-test, it's kind of pointless if a country, if your own country requires you to have yes. it. Yes, yeah. we understand that there are some airlines and some countries that require you to do a PCR test before getting on a plane, which does nullify the Thailand government's uh, lifting of that particular requirement but uh, not many airlines require the PCR test mm -hmm. but some countries do um, yeah sick puppy said thanks for pushing Henrietta to the side she was blocking the beautiful WTF mugs yeah now there is a bit of a fight going on I mean Jay likes everything sort of in the middle and center and balanced and I like everything sort of off center so it's just a ongoing battle but I got the last say today with <laughs> With Henrietta, she's been. She will be back. She's been no, moved. I, I to like the side. to keep Henrietta here. I know you do. We just got a difference of opinion, Jay. All right. Um, I'm um, the boss. Hans is asking if you would consider making the painting an NFT. Ooh, that would be cool. Yes. Okay, so I'll have to admit I've read about these NFTs. I'm really not quite sure what I have to do to make that an NFT. Um, it's something to do with crypto. <laughs> I, just, I don't know enough about it. Somebody's going to have to write to me and say what, how we do that and if there's any benefit in doing uh, it. We, no, we don't have the facility or right now to do that. We, uh, we, we can't make that happen yet, but possibly, Hans. Do you, do you upload it onto a particular website or... No, it's not as, as simple as that. It's okay. like a non-fungible token, which means fungible. there's only one of them in the blockchain, and it's got. It's, it, we'll talk about it later. Okay, if it's non-fungible, use the ointment. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, uh, Carmel, any other questions? Super Billy Bob fifty three says that America is a coffee country, but PG Santa says that uh, the U.S. actually has a pretty large uh, tea culture as well. Okay, I, I certainly sort of know America a number of times I've been there. Good heavens, so many times in the 80s and 90s. But uh, yeah, I pretty much noted that coffee everywhere. But um, yeah, obviously, tea. tea gets around as well. Yeah. All right. Good. Blue Moon asks, why would I want to participate in throwing water over people? I am not a kid. <laughs> well, the, the fact is that uh, Songkran is one of these celebrations and over the years there has been some evolution from the gentle splashing at the temple and the wetting of Buddha images to larger amounts of water to a larger audience such that uh, if I, when I was in Phuket on Songkran if you were driving along the road on a motorcycle on Songkran Day, you would get buckets of water thrown on you or you'd be stopped and they would come out with a bucket of icy water and they'd pour it over you with a great big smile on their face. And so if you're riding on your Harley Davidson in a Gucci suit, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You're still going to get water thrown on you. 
So it's not a good day to be wearing your Armani or your uh, your Gucci outfits, Jay. And I know you've got a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Gucci outfits. Yeah. What even is a Gucci outfit? Well, the, the clothes made by Gucci. Okay. But like yes. a suit, you mean? Sure. Because, you know, you often wear your Gucci suit. Yeah. Uh, I use sometimes the word Gucci to describe things that are cool, very, very expensive. Trend, yeah. Oh, yes. that's Gucci. You're so in trend. Yeah, I'm very in trend. So, uh, yeah, why would you do it? But, well, because it's just, uh, it's just part of the, the, the fun. Mind you, after the first year running around getting buckets of water thrown at me, I sort of got home soaked and a camera destroyed, thinking... Uh, probably wasn't as much fun as I thought it would be. But if you're on the back of a, uh, a flatbed truck, throwing water at people and driving around the streets on a hot Thai day uh, with alcohol involved, it's probably a fine time. And a lot of people do have a lot of fun. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to call it an end there. We hope you've enjoyed today's episodes. Uh and well, please, we've only been going, what, five minutes? For, yeah, 45 minutes. 45 minutes! If you have enjoyed the episode so far, please click the like button. We've got around 525 people watching right now. Can we do one more? Go on. Go okay, on. One, one last, more. One last question. Carmel. Well, well, then it's for Jay, actually. It's okay. from Nobody. Okay. Jay, are you wearing a Rolex a Pate- or Patek Philippe or Veteran Constantine? I'm pretty sure I butchered the brands, but what are you wearing? What's your uh, watch? I, I am currently wearing a Diesel, actually. The Diesel, I believe, is the only uh, brand that makes giant clock-sized watches, which that I That is a like. monster. Yes. Mind you, got big hands, big wrists. I, I wish I had a Rolex, a classic. I would love a Patek Philippe, but I definitely cannot afford it for another maybe 30 to 40 years if I saved enough money. I had a Tug Heuer. And decided not... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, Tug, Tug is affordable luxury. Tug Heuer. I, I got it in um, Bangalore Road back in 2012. Oh, a fake one. Okay. For about uh, 3,000 baht, and I think it's still going. Yeah. I wear it occasionally. It looks like the real thing. Yeah, but Rolex, I mean, that's a statement that you've it made is. it in life. Yes. You know, Patek Philippe, even more crazy. Yes. Uh, the, yeah, I, I, can, I, I can only dream of those watches. I could only sort of fake the Tug Heuer level. I couldn't fake Rolex. Fake it till you make it. It's yeah. all about the presence. Sure thing. Yeah. But yeah, only a diesel. But that's thank a, you for that's noticing. That's a chunky watch. That's a chunky watch. That's an offensive weapon. If you <laughs> swing that at somebody, they're going to fall down. Yeah. All right. Um, on that note, we're going to end the show. Thank you for watching so far. Um, click like if you like Kim's t-shirt, apparently. Um, and Send donations so I can afford a real shirt. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Tim. Thank you, Carmel. Thank you, Noam. Thank you, everyone.